This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Let's talk about what is happening and what has happened in the northern Mozambique where insurgencies uh, have uh, grown in there. There's been attacks and according to consultancy firm there, uh, since 2017, an insurgency that pledges allegiance to the Islamic State group has been capturing towns in the north. We're talking to the campaign coordinator of raising voices for Cabo Delgado, that is Chamo Maseko Poison. Good evening. Welcome to Progressive Talk. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Good evening. Good evening. Let me let me clear this because I I, I think I should state that uh, you you are working in Mozambique and as I understand it as we speak you are based in in Mozambique or you back in the country in South Africa. Yes, I am. I live and work in Mozambique. I've been here for the last uh, three and a bit years. Mm. Um and yeah, and I'm still here in Maputo. Okay. I'm based. Okay, so you are helping with the situation there. What what, what kind of help and assistance are you giving? Well, we are Levanta Voices for Cabo Delgado, Raising Voices for Cabo Delgado. is a campaign, um, uh, I can say a civil society campaign, because we are, um, I am a lawyer, um, international lawyer and mediator by profession, and maybe that's where, you know, the the concern rose up from my end. But this is really an organic um, organization. Uh, we are residents, so I'm a resident, but with Kilimanjaro and Beacons, we have started this organization. Um, to in response to this conflict that has been ongoing, and we felt that you know we couldn't just sit back and because we were in Maputo and our lives were very unaffected, um, not do anything about it. So at the beginning of this year, we decided mm. to launch a campaign, a public awareness a campaign, um, to try and get you know people Mozambicans and the people of Mozambique, but also we we have you know we've been thinking about this regionally. Um, to get people to be talking more about the situation and um, and doing something about it. Mm. All right, and and talking about doing something about it, I'm going to zigzag a bit and come back to 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 that. But I want to just check. Uh, and you've been there for as long as you've stated. What exactly has happened there in the previous years, building up to uh, the reports that were widely reported in the last few weeks? So, you know, I just want to clear that I am not a specialist in Cabo Delgado or this conflict. Um, but what we have seen is that, as you said just now, at the beginning of the show, or at the beginning of my intervention, this, these uh, violence attacks started in 2017. So this has been going on for a while, and it's been getting more and more serious, and we've been having, seeing more and more people being displaced out of Cabo Delgado. Now it's affecting not just Cabo Delgado, but Nyasa province and um, Nampula, and um, you have people also fleeing from the north into southern uh, Tanzania, which is completely affected now. Um, so the situation has been getting worse. The, I think the particularity of uh, Palma was obviously the foreign um, uh, foreign people who were affected by this, and this is what brought this international um, outcry and almost spotlight on the situation. But this has been going on and we've been seeing, you know, uh, this insurgency becoming stronger, more capable and taking over more and more um, of the cape of uh, Cabo Delgado and 
um, spreading itself and becoming stronger and the government um, government forces the military um, not being able really to to pull them off. Yeah, and, and I'm noting, of course, uh, that acknowledgement, of course, you, you, you're not a specialist on, on, on this matter, just but, but, but just by observations as the insurgencies, they gain momentum and we've seen different reports describing how dire the situation has been. And I wonder if uh, with your work, you've been able to get closer to the experiences of people and see exactly how people have been impacted and what has really happened. Well, unfortunately, we have not had an opportunity to go up to Cabo Delgado. Um, at the moment, it is very insecure. Mm. A lot of humanitarian, even organizations, um, are, have pulled out, are unable to go, are not willing to go at the moment. So it's not the easiest place to be and get work done. It's difficult to get information due to the fact that there's no liberty of the press. Um, currently, this is changing, I think, with the situa- with the Palmer attacks. As I say, with the international spotlight, there's going to, I think there's going to be a lot more information and um, coming through to us. But up till then, mm. it's very difficult to get information, to be on the ground. And so we have not, as a campaign, been able to be there. But with people that I have spoken to, who have been on the ground, reports that we have read, um, the situation is very dire, as I say. Mm. This this whole, we must also remember that this whole uh, Cabo Delgado situation has been um, growing within the context of now COVID, um, post-IDEA um, cyclone and other cyclones we saw in last year and the, yeah, last year. Yeah. Um, and very heavy weather in these last couple of years. So it's a very, and beyond that, the Cabo Delgado itself is a very, very um, impoverished. It is one of the richest, if not the richest province in terms of natural resources, but, you know, the most impoverished, I think, as well, in terms of the people and the the actual place. It's very underdeveloped and unequal. And so with all of that, you have now thousands of people being uh, being displaced from um, where they've been living and, you know, f- fleeing their homes mm. um, with, as I say, the government uh, or the army finding it very difficult to to pull off the insurgents. And so um, the majority, now they have camp- there are camps in place, so there are a number of camps where people can go. Mm. But the majority of people are living with family and family and relatives in you know, in a very informal way. Yeah. Um, as I say, because of COVID, there's been attention also on other issues in the country. So having to share the resources, there's not enough funds so if people can get involved who are able to fund or be on the ground organizations, regional organizations, international, that is very required. Mm. There is sanitation issues. There is a huge problem with gender-based violence for women and, you know, who are yeah. with children, mm. ma- making up 80% of people who are displaced, people in camps, um, you know, all, all the horror stories that, you know, um, that women tend to be victim of in these kind of conflicts. It's all going on in exponential rise in survival yeah. prostitution. So it's really, really bad. Um, yeah. And, and you were saying it's... Everything is still to be done. Yeah. You were saying it's difficult to get aid to the affected people. I'm just wondering, now that there are camps, maybe it's it, it, it's become easier and the, because the camps may be accessible. 
Yes, so the camps, you know, they, and that's the thing. A lot of aid is going to the camps. Mm. Um, the aid, you know, because it was also, because the camps are, are organized in a manner that you receive um, the aid. But the majority of people apparently are not, or the majority of displaced are not in camps mm. for a number of different reasons that I have not been able to confirm. Yeah. But that the camps are, are actually more dangerous. Um, that they're unable to be, to be integrated into the camp system. Mm. Again, information is not always um, very easy to get and to understand exactly what's going on. As I said, since Palma, I think that obviously there's been more reporting. Everyone's talking about this. The Americans, Europe, South Africa, SADC, we're all hearing about it. And I think this is going to change the situation for uh, for the people up in the north. It's sad that it has to take. I was going to uh, ask that with the deployment of... Security personnel from the U.S. and uh, with SADC intervention, there have been meetings with SADC. That's, uh, uh, I wonder if that has, to some extent, uh, assisted and in what direction? I think always when you have, you know, I think it's come with, as I say, a spotlight, which mm. is something that has been needed. This has been happening. And I think probably for the majority of South Africans, and as I say, as a, as a, as a resident of Mozambique, I we stood up at the beginning of this year and said, you know, not enough is happening on this question. So even within Mozambique, um, there's just not been enough information and talking about the situation um, and moving on, on the situation. So definitely when you have international, you know, uh, house, you know, major powers like the U.S. getting involved, speaking, making it their business, then there is a certain amount of assistance that um, that comes with. There can be also complications mm. um, and we can, you know, depending on, on how um, things proceed from there. Um, but that will have to see really with time. How does that roll out? Okay. All right. Thank you very much for engaging with us. Appreciate your time. Okay. Can I just say, please check out our page, Levanta Voices for Cabo Delgado on Facebook at Arobas Levanta Voices. You'll find our Twitter. Check us out. We are doing this work and we'd like as much support as possible. Hmm. And um, again, to have South Africans and people of the region to be um, informing themselves and seeing what we can all do because it's all of our problem. Thank you very much. Good evening to you. Thank you. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.